Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Zite gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first class luxury meets world class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, These are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Yeah. So without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Miles. Yeah. We are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a very funny... A stand-up oh, comedian, oh. writer, actor, producer, creator of Boast Rattle, a compliment contest, never seen it, a podcast where famous comedians rewrite classic movies they've never seen. Uh, he hosted the podcast Faking a Murderer, where he talked with eight comedians for eight hours about the show Making a Murderer, but didn't tell his guests that he'd never seen it. I know those are old credits, but they're very funny. Oh, He's yeah. very funny. Welcome to the show, the hilarious... Hey, yeah, yeah. we did it. Some of those are still around. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's hard to make puns out of new true crime shows. Otherwise, I would I would be out here pretending <laughs> to know about those. Um, you know, there's not the the didn't winks. It's hard. The jinx is even my newest <laughs> reference. You can tell how much television I watch. Winks. <laughs> yeah. The stinks. It's, it, it's me. Did you guys hear about this Lindbergh baby? I'm here to tell you about these new true crime things. Very hot. The Stinks is a podcast where you just keep farting with your guest in the room, but I'm yeah. pretty sad who, when they bring it out on our uh, Fitbit pun discussion oh, shit, earlier. Yeah, that was a good time. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. Well, we okay. were talking. I mean, let's take them back through it. The shit, you know, yeah, we were the talking about watch. the succession finale. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We were talking about how, you know, I think our last sentiment before we went into the weekend was uh, it would be awesome if they somehow presaged the Orca attack. Yeah. And um had like all the succession children get their whole shit bit yeah um and then they were like swimming around in the ocean at reference night. sharks <laughs> and they reference fucking yeah. sharks too yeah. they're like i don't want to get in there there's too many sharks and then they got in there did you start That's... levitating when that happened because i, so I almost excited. like a fucking i almost like had the hydrogen atom like burned into my forehead like fucking dr manhattan i'm like yes i'm seeing it all now their whole shit shall be bit uh, uh but no. But the anyway, internet yeah. is so cruel, they could have got eaten by a regular shark, and people would have said you guys weren't even close, because you said orcas. Right, yeah, exactly. right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't predict anything. Yeah. You said fucking um, orcas, dum-dum. <laughs> yeah, but upon uh, reiterating we wanted to see them get their whole shit bit, my, Kyle, you came up with a brilliant invention. Yeah. Oh yeah, to track your bowel movements and the health of your poos, there's the shit bit, yeah. which lets you know how many... Uh, I, how many times? I would say the opposite of steps. How many times you uh, your legs fall asleep <laughs> on the toilet every day? Yeah. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you don't like the shit bit, you can get the crapple watch. It works with iOS. Um, <laughs> just kind of depending on what operating works system you're using. With IBS. Yeah. Works yeah. With IBS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tim uncooked salmon is in charge of the crapple watch, I believe. Uh, would that be a toilet or a peripheral device you wear? I feel like the toilet is the, would be the most effective tool right? it's just it, all about getting you into their ecosystem um yeah yeah their anyways. fecal system their yeah. fecal system yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. the biome the apple biome 
Um, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I gotta uh, this is going to be fun this until gonna it's be real. This is going to be the uh, orca to shark closeness <laughs> in like five years. There's something's yeah. going to come out and they're going to be like, you didn't call it the right name, so you didn't predict it. <laughs> right, That's right, right, right. We got to keep it vague. <laughs> Jackie Sneal, what is something mm-hmm. from your search history that is revealing about who you are or what you are interested in right now? Let me uh, let me talk to the ladies real quick. <laughs> Let me talk to the let me talk to the ladies in the house. Yeah. Turn your radios down. Turn it back up. You wanna all right, so let me tell you something. You know how it it's always surprises me that like men don't know about the female body, mm. like basic shit, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. things like that. You want to know how to get a dude to learn just like the most basic shit about things like periods and uh, tell them like you might be pregnant and that motherfucker is going to get on the Google search and that nigga going to learn everything about ovulation. He going to learn shit about the uterus lining falling down. He going to learn. He going to learn about your cycle. He gonna be like, all right. So is your basal temperature up or down? There we go. Wow, Italian basal temperature. Let me. What's your what's your basal temperature now? Yeah. Let, now now when you got wow. the mucus coming out of the the cervical mucus, wow. is that thick or sl- you gonna learn? He learns. He that's how he learns, right? Wow. Like Miles and Dan both like. Now what the fuck is that? Let me tell <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I just had a baby. I'm like, this is new. <laughs> you just had a baby, but see, it wasn't. A, but <laughs> it wasn't a this? pregnancy scare. <laughs> you were. Some, Ready for the baby. You was like, oh, the baby coming? Nah, shit, I did my job. Well, the, same way, not, the same way when you're trying to be like, yo, we, is, this, is this it? Is this it? You do start being like, okay, what's like, did you do the pee stick? You know what the hormones the looking like? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got to we gotta learn this shit. We got to become, we have to know it just as well as our partners, especially if they are uh, women. You know, we got to know this. So, that is what's my, that's my Google so, search history. I mean, apropos of nothing, I'm guessing you didn't have any kind of moment where you thought maybe that your your fortunes had changed in terms of the fatherhood department. Oh, you know, listen, no, I'm not saying all that. You're I'm just, just saying, saying that's just some material ladies. you're working on. That's yeah. just material. I'm just saying yeah, for the yeah. ladies out there. Allegedly. You need, yeah. Allegedly. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I, want, I want you to know that if you want, if you want your man to know a little bit more and, and you're not like trying to conceive, just be like, Whew. my mood is feeling a little weird. I feel a little strange right now. Right. Yeah, they. I think the like super hetero hip hop men would be like, "Yo, you mean like Lil Wayne? That late mm. text? <laughs> oh shit! I know about that." Yes, uh, <laughs> but I think that's. I think that's. I, I. It always baffles me when I. Like I said, it does baffle me that like we have not been expected to just know more. I mean, hey, baby, that's just patriarchy. You know what I mean? That's patriarchy. Like we live, you know, that's you education. grow up in a fucking existence where it's like, yeah, and there's you, and then there's them, mm-hmm. them other people, and then as long as you're, as long as your shit working, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. The women will mm-hmm. handle it. Like, and then you mm-hmm. realize you're like, oh, that is not equitable at all, or mm-hmm. any kind of world I want to live in. Nope. And then you learn, and then you learn shit like I, I shouldn't say this because this is a joke, everybody. But then you learn <laughs> shit like. If you ain't ovulating, then you can bust raw. No. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. You mean the old fucking, yeah, terrible, terrible uh, man logic? Yep. Yeah. Man, I had, old head logic right there. I had a family member yes. like that. Uh, one of my younger cousins who was living like that. And I was like, bro, you, like, that's not science. And he's like, well, he's like, but hey, man, if you worry about that stuff, then it'll happen. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, are you manifesting? If my sperm got worry in it, then it's going to yeah. find an egg. You cannot manifest contraception, okay? But, okay, do whatever you got to do. What is something you think is overrated? Well, I was I was racking my brains on this, and and, uh, and actually, Miles, your comment about wearing shoes really resonated with me. I, I actually hate wearing shoes. And, there you go. Um, I was reminded being in this last bowl at Soho Works of a, I used to work for a branding and strategy agency and um, I, I, we had a meeting that I thought went quite well and then um, my boss called me into a, a, a one-on-one huddle afterwards, which I wasn't sure what the message was going to be, but he was like, we all saw you, including the clients, carrying your shoes around outside the meeting room. Uh, please, <laughs> please at work, always keep your shoes on. I was like, you know what? 
Very embarrassing, but probably fair enough. Wait, so were you going like sockless, like full on? No, no, I had socks. I had red socks, which is a a terrible British habit. And just just thinking I was, you know, nice low key in the world, (laughs) wandering around. (laughs) One hand, shoes in the other. Which (laughs) I feel like I've like I I guess sometimes when I'll take my shoes off. I've been at that place. I'm like, man, get these fucking shoes off. And then, like, I'll walk to, like, the office kitchen in, like, my socks. And I, but the only time I remember getting in, because I've been in a similar situation, where, like, you're not wearing shoes. I'm like, you act like I'm in bare feet. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's different. It's different. It's different. I'm at least respecting, yeah. like, I'm having some kind of foot covering on. I just don't like the structure of my shoe and it's more comfortable. So please leave me alone and I'll go back into my yeah. office and look at Reddit. That's one of the uh, the always that well, there's articles every summer, which is like, what's the correct etiquette on the airplane based on the frontline experience of the cabin attendant or host or hostess, and right. uh, the advice is always you're allowed to take your shoes off, but not your socks. But you have to take your shoes back on before you go to the bathroom, which I'm I'm um, I'm I'm often oh, yeah. <laughs> keen <Don't>... to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to wear towels on your feet to go into a bathroom. That's yeah. what I look. That's what a sock becomes at that point. But yeah, I'm <sighs> sorry. I'm like looking. There's a fly flying around here, and I'm. Oh, trying I thought to, like... there was a bird in the miles. <laughs> nah, I'm about to shit, Clyde yeah. Fraser this motherfucker. Like I'm like just catch, catch it this real shit, slow, shake, shake it, it around up. in your hand, then release just, it. Just release yeah. it back in the room and let it start all over again. But. Yeah. No, like, I am I, uh, big shoes on energy just for everyone that I have ugly feet that smell bad. Okay. So I've always kept my shoes on and I've always looked upon people who just sit down on an airplane and take their shoes off with wonder and awe. <laughs> well, my shit smell good. So I don't. That's I'm great. Nev- I'm never a- uncasing some stinky feet. Uh, I'll keep the socks on because it's cold on the airplane. Like people who go bare feet in the fucking plane. No, that's a violation. I will say that that is a violation, an FAA violation. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I cleared out an entire dorm floor in uh, basketball camp when I was like twelve years old with like my my socks. Oh no! Like people, that happened to a, like yo, five, like the other wing of the dorm. They that's were like, so funny. What is that shit? That happened to me in fifth grade. Not me, but a kid in my school. We went to this like camp. And like we were in these dorms and his shoes smelled so fucking bad. Like yeah. everyone lost their minds and it kind of turned into like a low key bullying thing. Yeah. They're yeah, like, yo, this motherfucker feet stink. And, and it was like, he <laughs> cried and shit. And I remember like, oh, damn, I'm glad my feet don't smell because that's how they get you. Yeah. It was de- definitely formative. And that's why I wear boots to bed <laughs> when I sleep. I keep, keep my boots on. I know. That's I remember when we were on tour once. You're like, hey, do you have a, like some garbage bags and duct tape? And I'm like, for what? I, yeah, I will frequently, even if you're in a hotel with like the little, the windows that only open a crack, I will hang my socks out the window. I've lought my socks. Yeah. Get the foot spray because I no, I, I, I do, like to go, and they're actually know? not that bad okay. anymore. Right. It's just, but I I'm pretty self conscious about it, right? But the the pain has already the trauma has already the occurred. Pain so there's is no, there. The pain is there. <laughs> What's something you think is underrated? I just watched Nanny, directed by uh, Nick Yatu Jusu, and uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. Phenomenal. I I feel like it's not getting enough love. Not I have hardly seen anybody talking about it. It's so beautifully shot. It's a it's like a psychological horror movie about a nanny who works for this wealthy white family and she is black and it is so good and it is chilling and beautiful and heartbreaking and just a really incredible film. So yeah, I and I haven't seen hard seen like hardly anybody talking about it. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, it came out in 2022 and I remember mm-hmm. when it came out like the reviews were so positive and i was like i've got to see this and then it just disappeared from yeah like the conversation so yeah yeah i think people were a little like this isn't a horror movie you know because it's sure it's real it's different and it's real and it's right. it's really interesting and uh and they take it in like incredible directions so i think kind of horror fans were some horror fans were a little like i had to think during that yeah <laughs> so they didn't like it but i loved it i thought it was absolutely right. stunning and you can watch that it would appear on Max, the one to watch. Max.com. Really? Uh, oh, I don't know. I just said nanny where to watch because I speak to Google like I'm just learning the English language. Oh, uh, and, and, mine says you have to throw your, your pennies, at your your tuppins at Jeff Bezos for this one. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Fine. I watched it on Amazon Prime, but um, I think it's around. Okay. Hey, look, 
Pick your poison. You know, it can be Max. Well, Miles, <laughs> has a re- Miles has a professional relationship with Bezos, and I have one with Zaslov. So, oh, I mean, they, yeah. our listeners know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. we're always doing the work. To, we, got a, uh, we got a chat thread. Bald bros. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about some dystopian shit. Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. Zeit gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, I had a bustling retail business, and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or, again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. And we're back. And let's talk about Taylor Swift. Her concerts are sweeping the nation. Uh, Everybody's excited on social media. And they're so excited. They're apparently suffering from mass amnesia because some Taylor Swift fans are reportedly attending Taylor Swift concerts and then have no memory of the event afterwards. It's called... (laughs) By people on social media, not by the medical community. <laughs> uh, it's called. They're calling it post-concert amnesia. And so what? What are people saying that they're just like they're like? Are they truly like? I don't know what happened. Yeah, one person claimed that if it hadn't been for a video of her at the show, she would have told everyone that it didn't happen. Another person said she had spent so long dreaming about what it would be like to see the singer in person. She later claimed she couldn't grasp what was reality. It's hard to put together what you actually witness. Wow. So I don't know. Has she like has Taylor Swift? Someone I've seen the God. the like. So there was a tweet that was like one of my tweets of the day that was like comparing the like stage design to the really complicated shirts from season two of I think you should leave. <laughs> Dan flashes. <laughs> yeah, Dan flashes. Really super complicated pat- shirt patterns. Yeah, they're more expensive. Yeah, more expensive because the patterns are so complicated and like Mm -hmm. her stage design looks pretty complicated. So I don't know if she's like done something that has like I've I've never heard someone say it's hard to put together what you actually witness. Right. Before. I 
is it because like part of me is thinking like one version is like hyperbole from fans to talk about how amazing it was that right you you're like literally i don't even know what happened it was so magical but like are there actual people like no i'm actually worried like i don't know what happened <laughs> you know what i mean like is yeah. it more like on that level or is it more like it was such a dream like i don't know if i was just out of body or whatever or i guess or they're saying like it's hard for me to specifically even call back something from the concert i know i was there but that's about it after that i just went into an absolute dream state if the cia were to align itself <laughs> with an artist i feel like that would probably be the correct like that would be the choice Taylor oh Swift. yeah yeah Right. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. so. But it's a little I mean, if the idea is that it's such a transporting and extremely magical experience that you're literally not able to form memories, it makes it a little disappointing that I've certainly never I don't think I've ever experienced that. I've definitely been <laughs> drunk enough. I don't remember what happened in right, college. Right. But um, but the idea that has such a transcendent experience that you can't remember it kind of makes you wonder, like, what am I? I'm missing out on the on the highs of life by not being a big Taylor stan. Now I'm getting like FOMO because like I've seen artists that I've absolutely obsessed over yeah, and been exactly. like, I'm there, I'm gonna be front row. And I remember that shit. Like yeah. Yeah. I fucking it was magical. Like I was like, I'm here, I'm experiencing it exactly how I want to. But yeah, to your point, I was I'm like, so is there like another level? Like another level. Another level. <laughs> like, <Easter egg. laughs> are these people just getting really drunk for the first time? <laughs> like it was crazy. I like had seven to twelve drinks and now I get no uh, so according to one psychology professor, this is something that can happen when someone is in a highly emotional state. Due to exciting or distressing factors, the neurons associated with memory start firing indiscriminately, which makes forming new memories difficult, which is the opposite of what, like I had always heard when you're in like a heightened emotional state, you are more likely to like have a like flashbulb memory, you know, like that's that's when right. you have those memories that really stick because you're like have this heightened state of arousal. Don't tell that to Ron DeSantis, who's denying people from Guantanamo recognized him. Right. How are they yeah. going to remember that? It's like, I don't know, man. People remember shit in those moments. <laughs> that's yeah. what I know. Some people claim not to remember parts of their own wedding is the example that they're giving. So it's like. And I, so I've noticed this, like, with being a dad, like, I will look at a video that I've taken of my kids and it's You're like, like, just Ooh. there. I'm like, I don't remember that at <laughs> all. They? I don't remember saying those words at all. I don't remember my kids looking children? like that <laughs> <laughs> because, because I'm so like, that has to do with just like, I see them every day. So like right, the, right. what they They're... look like is just what they've always looked like in my brain. But, you know, I, I think there's something there that's like missing from my understanding of memory because the only thing that i had the only interaction between memory and emotional state that i've really had room for in like the thing that i built in when i was like a teenager based on like accepted knowledge was that like scared or excited you your memory like works better so but and then really drunk, your memory doesn't work. Those were the two things that I knew of that could affect your memory. That's my psych degree. And then, like, there was also the stuff about, you know, repressed memories of abuse or traumatic experiences. But, like, I had always kind of, because a lot of that stuff ended up being recovered through hypnosis and, like, led to it with, involved in a lot of the satanic panic stuff. Mm -hmm. But it, it does seem like there's a little more here where like there are forms of heightened memories or like excitement or, you know, like with my kids, it's like the love is so strong. Like my brain can't look directly. Like it's like trying to look directly at the sun or something. Your brain just like isn't big enough to take it all in is like kind of how it feels. So maybe that's what they're experiencing with Taylor Swift concerts. Maybe yeah. there's a new merch opportunity like the, uh, the spinning coin in Inception that uh, could be yeah. sold to Taylor Swift fans before the concert so they knew that they <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they really here. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. Because she's a master of like repackaging things they already have and be like, what about this version? It's only available for 24 hours and it has half a song on it that you haven't heard. How about that? Buy that. But yeah, yeah. maybe she does still like start selling like reality totems. It's like, if it keeps spinning, you know what's going on. Which is funny because when you say that, Jack, the first thing I was like, well, does this happen at Beyonce concerts? Because that's the only other group of people who I feel like 
I get the Swifty connection. Like these people, the parasocial relationships that they have with Taylor Swift is to the next level. So like I can tell that they're already like operating in like a psychological space that might be different than other fandoms. But it's interesting because the only thing I was like, I just searched Beyonce post-concert amnesia and an article just came out 10 hours ago. That oh, it's yeah. like, oh, Beyonce oh. fans also getting post-concert amnesia at Renaissance. So I'm like, is this a marketing thing? Like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Could just be a few people on Twitter reported not being able to remember something and everybody jumped on it. But right. they, like, I, I mean, there are psychology professors and like this Psychology Today article claiming that like we focus this Psychology Today article totally does not vibe with like how I feel like my memory works. They're like, you focus on experiencing the world, not remembering it. So if people are truly living in the moment and enjoying the concert, they're not necessarily doing the work of trying to make new memories. It's like, I don't intentionally ever make memories. I'm not like, oh, I'm remembering this so fucking hard right now. (laughs) Jack, you remembering? You remembering right now? Oh, God damn. This is is good remembering (laughs) that's happening. But, yeah, so I don't know. But, again, all I take from this is I'm actually, I have FOMO that I've never blacked out at a concert. Like that wasn't oh, chemically I induced. I blacked out at concert for that, understandable reasons. That wasn't chemically reason. induced. Yeah. Okay? okay. That wasn't me abusing Xanax or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm talking about like I'm fucking levitating because I love the artist so much. And now I'm what is it, Swifties? Again, yeah. or I'm I'm part of me, like the joke the jokey side of me is like, I think they just want to forget that she's with Maddie Healy and all that that's <laughs> happening right now. Right. Yeah. Anyway. But is the concert like I guess it's hard to ask this question because you you can't really. But like are people saying it's like a really great concert who aren't like inherently huge Taylor Swift stands? Oh, I don't know. I mean, the people who I know who are Taylor Swift fans who have gone, I feel like everything's been so pot like no one is saying a bad word about it. Yeah, obviously, because the tickets were so fucking expensive and hard to get. I think that's the other part of it, too, is like you're probably so stressed because you spend like a fucking mortgage payment and a half trying to get a ticket to the show. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the other thing is, too, they're wearing people are wearing uh, adult diapers to the shows. No. Yeah. Yeah, because they they don't want to miss a thing. Like, there's a bunch of TikTok clips of, like, people helping their homegirls, like, get into some diapers. Another person was, like, uh, was, like, taking a selfie video. like, I'm at the show and nobody knows I have diapers on. (laughs) And then you, like, like, move back and they're clearly wearing diapers, (laughs) like, under their skinny jeans. Like, yo, actually. Yo, uh, something going on with your yoga pants. (laughs) (laughs) I'm seeing a thin blue line appear in the front, <laughs> like a baby's diaper. But yeah, like, again, I I, I get that part. Like, I've, I think I've told this story. I peed myself at the front row of Jay-Z at Coachella a few, like 10 years ago because I did not, I didn't want to miss anything. And I, when I saw how far I would have to travel to go to the restroom and then fight through a fucking gigantic pit to get to where I was, I was like, no, nah, we're doing this right here. Yeah. So That's, and also like we already mentioned everything about you smell your pee smells fantastic so it didn't Oh yeah matter. yeah it I'm just, very well hydrated you know what I mean yeah. you're not going to get that like that sort of terrible like ureic acid oh yeah. no 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 All right America is rethinking the whole parking spot thing so there's there's a new book by a guy named Henry Graber that's pointing out like specifically New York City could repurpose some of its 3 million curbside parking lots, which would then provide like the the amount of space that's taken up by parking in just New York city to put things in perspective is the area equivalent to 52 central parks. That's like, how how is that physically possible? Because every street in the city is lined on both sides with parking. Everything is, and there's no alleys in New York. Yeah. They don't have alleys. Could you make 52? Like, what's the, like, what is the proportion of Central Park to Manhattan? I'm sorry, I'm getting like real nerdy here. I'm like, could you fit Central Park Central is about one fifty tooth of the amount of parking that there is if you need to visualize it. <laughs> That's actually okay, really good, helpful. Good That's a good way to put that. it. Now yeah. I can picture it. Um, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't 
Like you wouldn't be able to move the buildings around and create 52 central parks, obviously. Like but the, the, but the equivalent square footage is what they're saying? Yeah, equivalent square footage. You know how you your intestines create... are like 7,000 miles long or whatever right. they are? That's what yeah. parking is like in New York City. <laughs> uh, you look at Manhattan from up. above, you're like, there's no way that my crap watch could fit and do all that. And <laughs> Now unwind it. It's 52 it's central parking. parks. There's, and then that makes the sidewalks where the trash goes. Right. Exactly. Well, that is one of the things people are pointing out is like it would make it possible for there to be proper trash storage so that you could actually, <laughs> you know, put trash in New York City in containers. No, which no, no, does, no, does not currently happen. And it's why New York is synonymous with like having a horrible swarming rat problem. Not only does it not happen when you type that sentence out in the doc, a red squiggly line goes underneath it. That's like <laughs> That's how right. little New York has for trash cleanup. Yeah. <laughs> but it, like just living in New York, there are like these massive snow banks of trash on oh, the yeah. sidewalk. Sometimes it's, it's truly wild. I remember um, as a kid, we put like we pushed our friend into it when we were walking because we we're like, dude, when, when he gets next to it, just fucking launch him into the tra-. and he disappeared. We haven't seen him since. <laughs> <laughs> just shouldered him. If right, you don't do it on that opportunity, it. you can do it nine feet later at the slightly yeah. larger. Tra- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that I don't think this was an efficient way for cities to rebuild, but New York is it has never quite fully burned down like like San Francisco and Chicago like to do. Right. And we, what happened when San Francisco and Chicago burned down? Those parts of the city have nice alleyways for storing trash. That's right. I'm right, not saying right, right. that's. I think maybe this parking thing's a better idea than purpose fire, but um, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm no, not a city planner. Yeah. Precision arson is your solution, <laughs> Kyle, to every problem that we raised. It really, we really is. Recording. It um, is. Yeah. yeah. Everything from like, yeah, like protecting our democracy, like precision the debt arson, ceiling, now, you, yeah. precision firing. Now it's the debt sky. That's right. <laughs> Which Let's is the thing out. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, New York just got 9-11 and we got a police state. Lower Manhattan do. has tons of places to store trash. Uh, yeah, that's true. You have to rebuild a lot and make these alleyways. All right. And yeah, really, and really cool camera arrays. They're just jetting up from everywhere to be like, what is this? It's like, we're looking yeah. at you. We're looking at you, motherfucker. Nah, it's, it's made everything safe forever. <laughs> but so our writer, JM, kind of looked back at some, some past examples. We've talked about Paris. Um, we've talked about some cities in the Netherlands. Uh, Zurich, back in 1996, flat out stated there would be no more parking in the city. Like if a developer wanted to create new parking spaces, they would be required to remove that many parking spaces from the city streets. I love that. That's like a nightclub. It's like one in, one out. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the fire marshal's there with the clicker. Hey, sorry, man. Sorry. (laughs) Need a few more out. Need a few more out. Just on a stool holding a clicker. Click, click, click. (laughs) Paris has been removing street parking, replacing it with underground facilities. And last year, they passed a law requiring parking lots big enough to hold around 50 American-sized cars. Uh, I love that we we stand for something in the global community when they see american-sized cars it is the hot dog car from i think you should leave (laughs) that's right right (laughs) uh if it can hold 50 american-sized cars they're required to build raised solar panel canopies covering at least half of the surface of the parking lot which would be the equivalent of 10 nuclear power plants um so i don't know that's cool (laughs) Uh, it seems seems like these are all positive ideas hey just with that You'd have nice, clear streets and the power of 10 nuclear power plants. Like, wow, this what a deal. This does sound like the uh, meekest superhero origin story. Right. <laughs> right. Solar man. He could be called yeah. like the Paris Accord because he was parking right. his, his Honda, Honda and Accord, accidentally yeah. got electrocuted by the solar panel. <laughs> and mean, now he's just pretty attuned to traffic flow. Yeah, and then uh, Berlin, one neighborhood experiment with getting rid of parking spots altogether, and are like allowing bikes and scooters to occupy spaces that used to be exclusive to cars. So this is all like these are great. When you look at pictures of these places, it's like here's what it used to look like, and it's like an American city. And now here's what it looks looks like, and there's just like all these amazing creative things that they're doing with all the sidewalk space and you know like they have things called bike highways in paris that are just what used to be streets that are now you know parks with bike lanes going through them essentially in the u.s (laughs) so there are around two billion parking spaces in the country uh which amounts to nearly seven parking spaces for every car (laughs) which seems like too many guns and parking are a uniquely american problem (laughs) yeah 
that's got to level out if you just like get rid of Houston. Right. Yeah, maybe. Like both of those statistics. Like (laughs) there was just a move at the, like when cars first became a thing, like they encoded all these laws, these like zoning codes that mandated minimum parking requirements for real estate projects that basically said that when a new building goes up, there's a minimum number of parking spaces that need to be provided or like the city will fall apart. Or else. And like everyone has been like that. Turns out that's not the case. Jackson, Wyoming, a study found that there were 27 spaces for every home. So <laughs> there's just, wait, you're telling me there's 54 parking spaces in Jackson, Wyoming? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but it was actually like inverted at this time. Like when these zoning restrictions went into place, uh, the cool thing was like among young people, like was driving. Like that right. was, and like, public transportation was like what the old people were into and used, but like driving was seen as like individualistic and like you controlled your own destiny. And like, that's the, the book on the road is like the Bible for this shit. But I don't know. It it feels like now we have an opportunity with a generation coming up that like, doesn't even get their license at the same rate as ever before. Right. And that think cars are shit. Um, so it seems like there should be an opportunity here to roll some of the shit back, but it's just a matter of, you know, getting out from under this massive system. That, that if there's profits. one thing I've found, it's that Americans are generally receptive to uh, wide sweeping change. So <laughs> I right. think if this is presented on a local and a national level, and they hear it from anyone they don't care for, they'll be in. This is they'll something be, they'll jump on board for. Just listen to reason on this one. Yeah, we have like these dumb fucking zoning laws and like the worshiping of parking spaces. And we're t- I think we've talked about in the past how cars are getting too big for fucking parking spaces because every car manufacturer's like people will buy bigger cars for more money. So just make them fucking gigantic to the point you can't even park them in the old parking spaces. And a lot of that has to do with the National Automobile Dealers Association because they're just like a massive lobbying group. And they, you know, they're, they they got all the dealers on one page and like they definitely help push through a lot of that kind of stuff too. That I don't have it. like a massively informed uh, knowledge on this, but I do know that tire companies like Firestone were very mm-hmm. big on sabotaging transit in Los Angeles. Oh yeah. Los Angeles 100%. used to have like a huge amount of r- rail, rail cars, systems. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like above ground, like San Francisco style rail cars. And then they just pushed they, uh, they were invested in by a company that was essentially funded by Firestone and General Motors that just was like, hey, maybe we should get rid of all of these and make it yeah. impossible to get around this. Cause LA used to have so many more stops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such you, a vast look- transit system. Yeah, if you look at the old layout of that old system, your your eyes would water. And I I mentioned this on a past episode. Like growing up, like you'd 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 like trip over the old infrastructure, like in the street. And you're like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is this? It's like was there a train fallout. here? <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent. And it's like the like the asphalt is like revealing a little bit of the track, and then some older person's like. That's when the trolley used to come through here. And you're like, no fucking way. Get away. Right. Get in my I mean, Honda. It, it was like, a, it would be from like Long Beach, Santa Monica. This is just super specific to LA, but like massive and sprawling all the way out through the valley and everything. Yeah. yeah. Just completely replaced because for some reason, a tire company wanted more cars. Yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. buses instead of the transit, which are a right. lot less efficient and harder to track and things like that. Yeah. I think it was that and also just that it was like seen as cool. <laughs> like it, it really oh, was yeah. like cars freedom. were seen as cool. I mean, they still are early uh, freedom. You know, furious. you're 16. Yeah. You can get out of your house and go somewhere yeah. on your own. And yeah, go smoke that work out for James Dean. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he's making exactly. sausage. Actually made him <laughs> seem really cool. Did. Um, I just saw a statue of him up at the observatory. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there are some U.S. cities getting rid of the minimum parking requirements. At least there's been 15 in 2022 alone, um, which it also has an impact on the housing crisis because when you right. like are building something that requires you to build a bunch of like find a bunch of parking spots for it, it just like changes how you approach the thing, it makes it way more expensive. And then those costs get folded into uh, the the cost to the builder. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Folded into the rent or the asking oh, price wow. always, um, regardless of whether or not you they own They love to car. pass those savings on to you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Just get you. You guys want in on this too? We're, we're thinking about going in on some parking. You guys want in? <laughs> All right, why not? No, also, apparently we have a big problem. For the rent. <laughs> that's right. 
Also, apparently we have a big problem with uh, people murdering each other over parking spaces, uh, which I wasn't aware of, but um yeah it's an annual multi-dozen occurrence apparently it was weird i I took a guy's parking spot that he really wanted he was really angry and then i tried saying no no there's seven of these for every car in america (laughs) yeah he wasn't listening to reason that didn't calm him calm him down you should have you should have an abundance mentality sir not a scarcity mentality (laughs) there's seven for a car i drove up to griffith observatory with my dog and we're hanging out up there and there was so little parking that people are like almost fighting each other to pay $10 an hour. Yeah. 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 I, I had that same experience and just turned around. I was like, well, this has been a nice ride. <laughs> just drove off kid. the edge of the cliff. Yeah. I was like, it just drove into the ocean. That's what happened to the O'Doyle family. No yeah, parking. Exactly. And it just right. went right off the you edge. You know what, kids? How about we go to the ocean and get our whole shit bit instead? That's right. <laughs> Rather do that than this crap. But yeah, yeah, it's like, it really does bring the weirdest shit out of people. Because I feel like on the internet, you always see videos of like people who like stand in a fucking parking space like yeah. with their hands on their hips and they're like no go around go right. around my husband's yeah. coming yeah. with the car he's coming with 45 the car. minutes away <laughs> yeah my, hus- my husband's almost born and it, for- <laughs> it kind of and i get so like fucking incensed by seeing those videos and i'm like i like for what and I, you can tell when you know how shit can go left in those situations because people are so fucking protective or exercise this bizarre fucked up sense yeah. of ownership. I think even. Chicago has like wild unwritten rules about chairing off snow spaces that you've dug out. Like if your yeah. car was if it snows around your car, you're allowed to put a folding chair and take keep that spot for the day. If you've done the work, if you've done the work or something like that, and you know, you you know the thing about those unwritten rules is everyone loves them. Yeah. yeah. When someone right. just throws that chair 40 feet and parks there, you're right. allowed to key their car and take a <laughs> shit on the hood. So. Yeah, Zykang, let us know. What are the weird parking laws? Uh, by yeah. you? There, there has to be. I feel like there's a lot of this weird unwritten stuff that exists. Can you cover the sidewalk? Does a chair take a spot? Where yeah. can you, you know what I mean? There's got to, it, right. it feels like city to city and, and town to yeah, town. Like, probably I, different. I, I was always blown away. Like when I was in Seattle recently, how people just park on the wrong side of the road, too. Like, just, they're like, yep, I don't know, fuck it, park on whatever side I want to, to park this right. car, and, like, as an, like, L.A. person, where we have just such fucking draconian, like, parking enforcement rules, I'm like, is that, is, that's allowed here? Right. In yeah. this whimsical town? <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll, uh, talk some shit about Seattle off mic, and then, uh, no. we'll come back. No, I'm just kidding. But what the fuck? They park the opposite <laughs> way? What's wrong with them? And how'd that work out for Kurt Cobain? Thank mm-hmm. you. And Jimi Hendrix. That's true. <laughs> That's right. All right. We'll be right back. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. 
She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We're back. And a Republican read some medical research and not the do your own research. No. Medical research, but like actual medical papers. And that is news. Listen to like every, you know, professional medical association and pediat- pediatric care group. I, I, so I, I'm, I, I'm, my mind is still blown. So Louisiana State Senator Fred Mills is a Republican. OK, and just to, just so you know what kind of Republican he has, like a flawless record as an anti-abortion sicko, like he's got one of those perfect ratings from those anti-abortion groups. But he just used his position to make his state the first in the South that has voted down a ban on gender-affirming care for minors. And you're like, huh? What? As the chair of the Health and Welfare Committee, he blocked a a gender-affirming care ban bill from reaching a floor vote. And you're probably thinking, is this one of those moves where they vote down like the super vile, extreme fucked up version to make it seem like, okay, we're not that bad, and then just replace it with one that's just like a couple degrees less like fucked up? No, it's that he read medical reports and analysis. He read the report from his own state, the state of Louisiana's Department of Health that said what basically all medical professionals have been saying about gender affirming care. No, it's not mutilation. It absolutely saves kids lives. It's not something people come to regret like at some kind of ridiculous 30% rate or whatever, like the, well, those weird talking points that Republicans have. Most kids getting this kind of care are around 15 and 17, not four years old. Also, no minor child has ever received any kind of fucking surgery, despite all the lies you hear about, like, these doctors who will, like, mutilate your child, this, that, and the other. So when he voted to kill the bill, he basically said, I read the reports and the stats, and I was convinced that this is something that should be left between a patient and a doctor because ultimately I trust doctors and that they're not like groomer pedo demons like my colleagues have been saying. I just, I don't know, I just read the thing. And again, it's it's important to note that while there's this report from the Department of Health in, Lu- uh, Department of Health in Louisiana, there was a similar report from Florida last year that a lot of Republicans have been waving around to be like, look at this report on gender affirming care from Florida. Okay, this is this is why this is what we're fighting for. This is the report, as you can imagine, coming from Ron DeSantis's Florida was devoid of any kind of real medical research or anything. This is what this is how a Yale professor categorized this, quote unquote, medical report from Florida. Quote, The report makes false statements and contains glaring errors regarding science, statistical methods, and medicine. Ignoring established science and longstanding authoritative clinical guidance, the report instead relies on biased and discredited sources, including purported, quote, expert reports that carry no scientific weight due to lack of expertise and bias. So repeated and and fundamental are the errors in the June 2nd report that it seems clear that the report is not a serious scientific analysis, but rather a document crafted to serve a political agenda. Hmm. And you're like, wow, uh, how did this happen? Anyway, the whack jobs in his party are already calling for the bill to be bypassed and sent to the floor for a full vote. The governor in Louisiana is a Democrat and he would most likely veto it. But again, it's a fully red state house so they could override the veto. So it could be an interesting merry-go-round. But for now, this is a great moment uh, for anybody who is uh, who is who gives a shit about gender affirming care and rights for trans people. And just a brief, it's just like this weird moment where a guy that looks like a cartoon version of a Republican, like actually read the facts. And I'm still 
I'm still shaken to my core. And yeah, now he's being harassed. Like the national yeah. right wing apparatus is like, this guy's a groomer and already coming after him. And when he was asked by the local paper, if he cared about all the people focused on him, he said, quote, why should I? I didn't run to serve them. They don't live in District 22. They don't even have a 337 area code. So I'm like, wow. Interesting. Think for yourself you sometimes. Yeah. It pays off. It's just. Yeah. The similar thing happened, I feel like, in Utah, where they had like a super hardline bill and there was like. Well, one passed some... in Idaho up here this session, uh, HB 71 passed the House. It, it bans all gender affirming care for minors. The governor signed it. It becomes law January 1st up here. Jesus. And we're already between that and our extremely draconian anti-abortion laws. We're actually seeing a ton of medical professionals leave the state. We're losing right. a ton of doctors because I talked to a doctor on uh, my podcast or our podcast, I guess. But he they, he said that, like, you know, you go to school for 10 to 15 years you can't risk a felony charge. You can lose right. your medical license for a felony charge. Uh, and all it takes is somebody to say that you provided gender affirming care to a minor. You don't even have to be fully indicted and everything like that and be found guilty because what will happen is just the charge itself will make it right. so that you lose your malpractice insurance and yeah. you can never get it back once you've lost it. It's very difficult. So he's, they were like losing tons and tons of doctors from the state right now because they're like, I'm not going to fuck with that. I'm not going to risk right. losing my malpractice insurance. And I kind of feel like in a way that Idaho, you know, Idaho, Utah, Florida, these places were like test cases for these really horrible, horrible laws. And what you're seeing is places like Louisiana say, oh, actually, maybe this is a terrible fucking idea. Also, sadly, I watched all the hearings for HB 71 and the, it was very, very heartbreaking to see how many of the Republican senators and, and House members said, I read the research. This every all the research goes against this bill. I have trans family members that this will affect you know, minors. I think this bill is terrible still voted for it. They all right. still voted for it. And it was like a ton of people who were like, I'm morally opposed to this and then still voted for it because they didn't want to deal with the fallout. They didn't want to deal right. with the national right wing, you know, fascist machine coming yeah. after them. Yeah. So they just voted for it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like it's so this the, the way this guy looks, I got to show you this guy, Dr. Fred Mills. He like if I just showed you based off just a vibe check, you'd be like, this Republican, wow. <laughs> you think he's a uh, where you think he lies there? He's got like a like a all white, white seersucker suit. suit. Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> he looks like Foghorn Leghorn as a doctor or some shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is like, again, and I think this is only to do with the fact that his background is a pharmacist probably led him to have half a fucking brain when it comes to like medical research to know. Yeah, there's shit. I don't know. Yeah. And if all of these professionals who like I know are not like like, you know, goony whack jobs are saying this is actually beneficial for these like young people. Well, who the fuck am I to like push back against that? And yeah, and a lot of people suspect, you know, his terms coming up and this is maybe like his last act to do something like normal before like, you know, exiting uh, politics. But my God, yeah, he he clearly wasn't faced by like people like Matt Walsh coming after him because we're seeing constantly like, you know, like we talked about last week, the target stuff, how many how easily you're seeing People cave to this kind of yeah. outrage in a time that like, you know, th this the the attacks on like gay and transgender people in America is just it's like there there've there have been a hundred bills, I think, that have been anti LGBTQ bills that have signed in the last five years, and fifty of them have come this year. Jesus Christ. Like that's the that's like the rate at which this shit is ramping up. And yeah, I it, we're in a time more than ever where we need to be able to like demonstrate like that we stand with these communities. But again, if you have enough people who want to go live on Instagram and tear down your fucking store displays in a Target and then, yeah, it's it, it's causing a real back and forth that it's unfortunately just yeah leading to more discord and violence. Yeah. And again, I like it, it really is not the majority of people like this is a extremist no. group that is taking control of like politics and it's like carefully coordinated and they're using insurgency tactics to like end dark money and the fact that they have a lot of money behind them to do these things. But I mean, like there, there's this uh, recent report that like tw 11 people are primarily responsible for the majority of book ban requests like the in right like, like that we're seeing that 
happen in so many places across the country. And it's just like a handful of extremist people. It, again, it reminds me of like the Westboro Baptist Church, where for a decade they were like at all these events and you were like, man, people in America are so dumb. And then that you find out it's like a single family that yeah. is doing this shit. And like, I, I just think there is sometimes a level of like hopelessness that might take hold because the way the media covers it is that yeah. it's like, well, that's half the country and the there are reasonable people in the other half. And it's like not it do, doesn't you, seem to actually be the case. It's yeah. just Well, you've, yeah. I've seen it a lot with like, you know, like in states like Montana, other places that have had like drag bands where people come out and they yeah. counter protest the fucking ignorant people who want to go and be hateful. And they're fucking outnumbered every fucking time. I've not yeah. seen one time where there are more like hateful bigots, you know, out there in mass than a group of people who are there for acceptance or equality. And they're like, yeah, man, there's just more people here. And yeah. yet I think it yeah. is it is a little it is dangerous to like kind of keep focusing on a way because it does give this impression. But just like we talked about with like Moms for Liberty, there were enough parents who saw Moms for Liberty groups pop up in their areas and they were just like talking to other parents like, this is bullshit, right? And they're like, yeah. And like, do you even know these people? They're like, no, I never even fucking heard of these people. They don't like, even have it. kids in our school district. Yeah, let's just But they're well it. funded and they're yeah, exactly. really well organized. Exactly. Like when HB 71 went to the governor, like when it, the anti-trans bill went to the governor's desk here, you know, everybody, all of us were like, call, call, call the governor, email. And in the end, uh, he got thousands and thousands of calls and emails yeah. in support of trans people and against this horrible bill. But the group funding it, the Idaho Family Policy Center, which is funded by outside money, mm -hmm. people not even from Idaho, they robocalled. They set up robocalls to the governor and they were able to make it look like they had more more uh, calls like on paper. But then it turned out that they had spent like $5,000 to get these these calls. They were just robocalls. They were fucking fake so right. like yeah it, i think it's easy to think oh that oh we're outnumbered by these bigots but even here in idaho which is probably one of the the hardest places to be trans like florida and idaho maybe are the hardest places but even here i really think that the average person does not give a shit and it's really these outside actors who are the same people who are burning masks are the same like you yeah. know they just they were able to take this this group of people get them very fired up. These QAnon people get them fired up about masks, get them fired up about tyranny. And then now they can just laser beam them to anything they want, essentially. Yeah. And it's it's not that many people. Like you said, it's like 11 people with a lot of time on their hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the I, I think this is distinct from Trump supporters. I think Trump mm -hmm. does have a lot of supporters who show up at the ballot bot. Like, unfortunately, like that doesn't seem to carry over but like the stuff that focuses on like trans people and you know gender affirming care and you know a, a lot of the the school book bans like i think most people even if the, even if they're trump supporters are like i don't want my children to like not be able to read books but like right the trump the trump supporter and the QAnon thing is like it maybe not QAnon, but the trump supporter base is always like surprises me in the other direction like how big it actually turns out to be mm -hmm. unfortunately so. yeah well i mean there's there's a white grievance politics and then there's yeah. like totally off the walls like we basically want nuremberg laws yes mm -hmm. you know right for gay people and that's i think you know that's like the one historical parallel that we have to be able to be like there's like we're seeing this momentum building against yeah. a, a group that is on the margins of our society. And this is, I, I don't know, my history, my history lessons. I'm like, okay, because what we got an election coming up. And I've read all these stories about how Trump's next bite of the apple is like going to be all, if he gets into office, it's all about radically expanding the powers of the president's office. Yeah. And it all, I don't know, seems, seems really bad. Yeah. Just as a historical pattern. Which is why, like, yeah. Let's get you a Winnie the Pooh book and oh, yeah. just. I think that would be run, nice for hide, Miles, fight. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> I think that would be really nice and soothing. And yeah, yeah. maybe that's what we need. That's what it takes. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. 
uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. From Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. There's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell, to saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline, and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, platinum status is earned with 12 fill-ups over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com.